Well, <laughs> it's also true that uh, it sometimes takes less than an instant to flood your mind with glorious memories of the past. For instance, let's recall the early days of entertainment in America. Well, there were drawing room musicales, big time vaudeville, and even the old medicine shows. There's one more we haven't left it out. No, we just simply mention it last because, well, it's first in our minds tonight, the minstrel show. A wholesome and fascinating form of entertainment which has been used in churches and schools and clubs all over the country for many, many years. So because uh, minstrelsy means good, clean, fun, and wonderful music, we continue in the spirit of all good minstrel shows with the greatest of dignity and respect. Gentlemen, the opening chorus. The words of one of this famous musician's song could very well have been his epitaph. Oh, why was I so soon forgotten? James A. Jimmy Bland, the greatest black writer of American folk songs, composed over 700 songs, a number of which were outright contributions to Americana. You might not know his name, but you probably know a few of his songs. Most famous in this era is Carry Me Back to Old Virginia, which was the official state song of Virginia from 1940 to 1997. Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any recordings of Bland performing his song. But many have been covered by other artists like Ray Charles, Bing Crosby, and Louis Armstrong. Welcome to Dead Wax 78s. I'm your host, Sean, and we talk about all this lost talent that has gone and forgotten. But today we're going to remember Jimmy Bland. Bland was one of eight children born in Flushing, New York, to a free family. His father, Alan, was one of the first African Americans to graduate college, beginning with an $8 banjo. Purchased by his father, Jimmy began performing professionally by the age of 14. Jimmy was educated in Washington, D.C. and attended Howard University, but was forced to leave in 1873 because of his involvement with a theatrical show, which was forbidden to the institution student at the time. He would end up writing 700 songs, including In the Morning, In the Bright Light, in the Evening by the Moonlight, and Oh Dem Golden Slippers, Hand Me Down My Walkin' Cane, and The Golden Wedding. His best-known song is Carry Me Back to Old Virginia, which is slightly a modified form, uh, was the official state song of Virginia. It was retired and designated a state song amaretus in later years because of the controversy over its lyrics. Uh, removed due to its racist lyrics, which sentimentalized slavery in the Old South. 
According to the Songwriters Hall of Fame, Bland had trouble finding work in minstrel groups because they preferred to hire white musicians in blackface. Eventually, he joined an all-black minstrel band and toured the U.S. Bland played with several groups while also writing hit songs. He traveled to England with a group called the Calendar Haverly Ministry and played before Queen Victoria. Here's side one. Golden Slippers, Vernon Del Hart and Carson Robinson in 1928.
James developed his ear for music, singing and writing his own compositions to a banjo accompaniment. Now, as a teenager, he became a page in the U.S. House of Representatives and often performed before members of the Manhattan Club and at the homes of other Washington notables. So in 1878, he had got his first job with Billy Kirsten's all-Negro minstrel group, you know, the group that got him kicked out of school. For the next several years, he toured the U.S. with the Kirsten's group and other companies, including the Calendar's original Georgia Minstrels. He was also extremely successful as a composer, though well-known among those in the industry, Bland did not get the same recognition by the general public. Like I stated before, he had wrote 700 songs, but only about 50 were published under his name. James, in many ways, encapsulated the tension inherent in bringing to light the accomplishments of success of the black minstrel performers and composers in general. Many of Bland's most famous works, like Carry Me Back, have lyrics that romanticize slavery. Black minstrels sometimes both literally and figuratively had to black up, or in other words, cater to the white imagination of what blackness really was. But it's important to note that Bland also composed anti-slavery songs like The Slavery Chains and Broke at Last, and had his own voice and his own agency. Here's side two, Hand Me Down My Walkin' Cane, Ernest Stoneman on Addison Cylinder. Yeah. 
often called the world's greatest minstrel man, Bland toured the United States as well as Europe. Bland's earliest recorded minstrel performance was with the original Black Diamonds of Boston in 1875. Beginning in 1881 in London, Bland rented a dwelling at Battersea and performed in clubs and restaurants and toured Europe where he made a lasting impression. The German journalist Hans Wunderlich said that before the turn of the century only three American composers made an appreciable dent in the German consciousness. John Philip Sousa, James A. Bland, and Stephen Foster. Bland is rightly regarded as the spiritual heir to Foster, and his songs at times have been misattributed to the white southerner. Bland toured Europe, like I said, in the early 1880s with the Haverly Genuine Coloured Minstrels and remained in England to perform as a singer-banjo player without blackface. He was invited again to give a command performance to Queen Victoria and the Prince of Wales. Music historian Alec Wilder calls Bland the black writer who broke down the barriers to white music publishers' offices. Bland was one of the most prolific minstrel composers of all time. Well, he spent the 20 years in London before returning to the United States. Back in the U.S., Bland was said to have purchased the largest diamond ever worn probably by a colored person, a massive four and a half carat stone. Here's side three. In the evening by the moonlight by the Edison Quartet. In the evening by the moonlight When the darkies work was over We would gather round the fire Till the whole cake it was done then we all would eat our supper, after that we'd clear the kitchen. That's the only time we had to spare, to have a little fun. Uncle Gabe would take the fiddle down that hung upon the wall, while the silvery moon was shining clear and bright. How the old folks would enjoy it, they would sit all night and listen as we sang.
Fortunately, the demise of Minstrel C also heralded the demise of James Bland, as his art form was superseded by vaudeville and then ragtime. He found himself redundant and impoverished, if not destitute. He tried his hand at writing a full-blown musical, The Sporting Girl, but it was not a success. It must be said that he probably had himself to blame a little for ending his days in poverty, as well as his taste for fine living, as foreshadowed by his purchase of the aforementioned diamond, he clearly failed to make adequate provisions for his retirement, and perhaps worst of all, he neglected to copyright the vast body of his work according to the 1946 compilation James A. Bland album of outstanding songs. Only 38 of perhaps that whole 700 songs were on file with the Library of Congress. Incredible oversight and undoubtedly led to considerable losses in income. Well, Bland died in Philadelphia on May 5th, 1911. He died from tuberculosis and was buried in an unmarked grave without a funeral, practically unnoticed and all but forgotten. The man, but not his songs. Until, in 1939, the editor of the Etude magazine located his grave with the help of Bland's sister. His immortality was assured the following year. And in 1946, a proper stone was erected on his grave. Here's side four. Of course, carry me back to old Virginia. Orpheus Quartet, Victor 1916. Oh, oh, oh. 
the Lions Club of Virginia sponsor a music contest for students called the Bland Contest in honor of James A. Bland. The annual Bland Music Scholarship Program was established in 1948 to assist and promote cultural and educational opportunities for musically talented youth of Virginia. James Bland was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1970. A housing project in Flushing, Queens is named after him. A separate housing project in Alexandria, Virginia is also named for Bland. Inspired by a classmate and his future wife, James would listen to the homesick sentiments of the old folks and their homes in Virginia. During a trip to meet family, he sat down with pen and paper and a banjo and composed his song to illustrate the reflections of a freed slave who in old age embraced memories of a languishing sigh for a homesick soul. Thanks for listening. This is your host, Sean, and you know what? I will catch you on the flip side.